Good morning. This morning we begin once again with awareness of awareness. And this time we'll be focusing in upon the lived sense, the actual sense you have of being that witness, the observer, someone over here, someone on your side, looking at everything else over there, including even space itself. Okay? So it's not only like Alan way over there, but even the sense as I'm looking from Alan to Alan, as I'm looking, there also appears to be a space, a space there in front of me. We can see it, can't we? Yeah? And it seems to be over there. And it's over there because why? Because I'm over here. If I weren't over here, then over there doesn't mean anything. This is a central theme in Madhyamaka, actually. And that is the word over here has no existence independently of over there. Any more than left. If you, can you have left all by itself, an inherently existent left? <laughs> Not to be found. Left only right. Up only down. And so forth. Parent and child. You can't be a parent unless you have a child, or at least have had a child. You can't be a child unless you've had a parent. So a lot of these are mutually interdependent, neither one inherently existent. So now recall what we're seeking to do here as we look at the, the etiology, the formation of our own individual samsara. And this will relate to a question that I'll address this afternoon. And that is, there is an, there is an unawareness of our own Buddha nature. I think we can be pretty confident of that. There is an unawareness of that. And that unawareness manifests as the substrate, the alaya, the very nature of which is unawareness. Okay, so it's like being comatose. It's like having general anesthesia. You're not aware of anything, even aware of being aware, nothing at all. And yet you're not absolutely devoid of awareness. It's implicit. Out of that substrate, Again, like, I don't know why I always think of this, but I do. Maybe it's just sheer habit now. Like a sword coming out of its sheath. Out of the substrate emerges substrate consciousness. Out of substrate consciousness, the energy stir, and there is this klishtamana, this afflictive cognition, afflictive cognition, which is exactly where that sense of I over here arises. And the substrate being over there. Right? I over here, something over here. And so the polarization has already begun, but in a kind of a, an embryonic fashion, a nebulous fashion, a quasi-form fashion, because it's just a sense of someone over here versus kind of space over there, very unformed, unformed, and yet a kind of an embryonic polarization. Right, And then out of that arises manas, c- cognition, mental cognition. And this is where this whole array of appearances arises. And then the labeling, the categorization, on the basis of that, the reification, on the basis of that, all the craving, all the hostility, all other mental afflictions and all non-virtue. And also what's called tainted virtue. Virtue that is still, how do you say, conditioned by this reified sense of self and other dualistic grasping. So what we are seeking to do in this practice here is we're rolling it back. We're rolling it back. Again, as if we are dying, as if we're achieving shamatha, as if we're falling asleep, we withdraw. Now, not just because we're falling asleep, but we deliberately withdraw our awareness away from all appearances. And then as we're going into sleep and into deep sleep, withdraw the awareness away from the space of the mind and away from all contents of the mind. Withdrawing in. 
And now we turn that blade, that sharpness of clarity, again as if we're falling asleep lucidly, dying lucidly, achieving shamatha lucidly. We turn that blade, that sharpness, that laser pointer, that clarity, luminosity of awareness, right in upon that which has been quietly sitting there in the background. I, the observer. I, the observer. And bear in mind, once again, we are looking as we are penetrating inwards. We're looking for something that does exist, not for something that doesn't exist. And what does exist, unless you're an arhat or someone like that, is a sense, and it's pre-verbal. It doesn't need to be called Alan or Ty or Graham or anyone else. It's pre-verbal. It's pre-discursive. It's that quiet sense of presence of I am, pre-articulated, but it's definitely coalesced over here. So now we're seeking to unmask that. Unmask that. Come out. Come out. Make yourself shown. Who am I? Observe the observer and see what arises. And as you see what does arise, then observe what that which is observing that. So what we're doing, seeking to do is peel it right back. The final layer that is obscuring substrate consciousness itself. Bear in mind there was substrate, substrate consciousness, and then this that veils, right? We're seeking to pull back that veil, and now I'll use the word breakthrough. Breakthrough, big term, tekchu in Dzogchen, that's breaking through to rikpa, right? Here's mini breakthrough. Here's mini breakthrough. A breakthrough from your psyche to the substrate consciousness. And what's the big lion at the gate that's preventing that? This coalescence of I am. This congealing of I am. Break through that. And what's on the other side? It's substrate consciousness. Right? Now, Garap Doje, or Prahevachara in Sanskrit, the first teacher of Dzogchen in this historical era, he made it very clear that in Dzogchen, when you speak of the texture, the breakthrough, what you're breaking through is the substrate, or the substrate consciousness, to rikpa. But you're breaking through the substrate consciousness to rikpa, not your coarse mind to rikpa. So exactly how it's possible to break through to rikpa without having first broken through to substrate consciousness, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I don't see how. Because the mind is so cluttered, so caught up in coarse mind, how you go directly from that and just skip shamatha, and maybe even skip vipassana and go right to Dzogchen, beats me. I don't know. So I think for this to be durable, a lot of people get glimpses, glimpses, glimpses. But again, I keep on coming back to, I think I would call myself a Madhagavadan, a proponent of path. For this, not to just give a glimpse, but to actually open up, break through, so you've broken through to the other side. Here's a practice, straight from Padmasambhava. Hola, so, let's go in. Settle your body, speech, and mind in their natural states.
Then let your eyes be at least partially open. Resting your awareness evenly in space. Casting your gaze very gently downwards. Now for a little while we shall practice doing nothing whatsoever. Don't do anything with the body. Don't do anything with the breath. Don't do anything with your mind. Just be. And being means just being present. Taking nothing as an object. without being carried away by thoughts or any other stimuli, which is an act of doing, without grasping onto anything, which is an act of doing. Just be purely present with unwavering mindfulness. As you disengage your attention, or at least your interest, from all appearances, then take note of what is left, your immediate experience of being aware, and let your awareness rest there, in the knowing of knowing, of being aware.
now as you rest in that knowing of awareness, examine very closely your sense of being the observer, the witness, the one in here who's quietly sitting there. As you observe the observer, what comes to mind? Concentrating your awareness, focusing sharply. Observe the observer, drawing your awareness in upon the nucleus of that which is observing, and then release your awareness utterly into space with no object. At your own pace, your own rhythm, invert and release, invert and release.
as you direct your awareness inwards, in upon the observer? There's a very simple question. Do you see nothing or do you see something? Some appearance that seems to be an appearance of you, the observer. If, as you seek to observe the observer, you perceive nothing at all, then ask, what is it that is perceiving that nothingness? Isn't there someone who knows that, who has come to this conclusion? And if you see something, some appearance to the mind, some kind of presence, perhaps even has a shape, a form, a size, a place, observe that which is observing these appearances. And let's continue practicing now in silence, inverting and releasing, inverting and releasing.
Then let your awareness come to rest in the center, right where it is. So the first task seems to be to break through the coarse mind and then very explicitly the, the real target, the bullseye of the target is this klishtamana, afflictive cognition, to break through that to the substrate consciousness. Welcome to shamatha land. And then once that's done, then to break through the substrate, which is of the very nature of unawareness or unrikpa, marikpa, unrikpa, to break through that to the primordial non-duality of rikpa, pristine awareness, Buddha nature, dhammakaya, and dhammadhatu, the absolute space of phenomena. So the dhammadhatu is none other than nirvana, same as nirvana. And your rikpa, Buddha nature, is none other than dhammakaya. So if one asks, is Rikpa empty? has to be empty because it's primordially of the same nature as Dhammadhatu, which is emptiness, which is Nirvana. Right? But as is said so clearly in the Dzogchen literature, in the Kala Chakra literature, those two especially, this emptiness is not just vacuity. It is by nature luminous because it's primordially non-dual from primordial consciousness. How could it be just empty? if it's non-dual from Rikpa. It have to be luminous. And then it's blissful. So that's the whole nature of the path. How difficult could that be? So let's practice. What else is there to do? 